Hello and welcome to Conference Championship Weekend, football's version of the Final Four. But before we get into games and break down winners and talk about the Super Bowl, let's take a look back at last week, the division round, where we saw a come-from-behind win from the Niners, a dominant win from the Ravens, a three-point win for the Chiefs, and Big Ben Lions reached the NFC Conference Championship the first time since 1991, when Barry Sanders was in year three, if you can believe that. Thank you for spending your Thursday evening with us. Each week we broadcast live on nofilter.net, Caffeine TV, and YouTube. Tonight we're going to get into a conference championship. We're going to pick some winners, talk about the Super Bowl, talk about coaches, and much, much more. I'm Kaywin. He's Big Ben, and he's Matt Donnelly. You know Matt from Alberta, Canada. Roto Baller, the best mustache on the internet in Dynasty Vipers Network. Matt, thanks for joining the show. Glad to be here to talk a little bit of football here. We get, it's the best time of the year right now. We're hitting the, fat, the playoffs right now. We've got DFS going on. We've got fantasy playoff leagues going on. And of course, hey, we got the Detroit Lions, the Cardiac Cats, seeing if they can make a push for a Super Bowl appearance for the first time since 1957 in that NFL championship game. So, Hey, we got a lot of good things to talk about this week. Matt, is is Detroit Canada's team? Well, right now they're probably up there. I mean, everyone loves an underdog or an undercat in this class. <laughs> you want to call it that right now? So, I mean, I, I got I got personal preferences about teams I'm not going to cheer for right now. So, there's certain teams that are definitely mm-hmm. not. I'm definitely don't have a rooting interest for. But hey, you know what? Detroit's a fun team to like. I mean, everything about Dan Campbell. Hey, as a Raiders fan, we got our Antonio Pierce, who has a lot of Dan Campbell type qualities. So. When you listen to Dan Campbell talk, whether it's been on the whole offseason show and whatnot there, he makes you want to run through a wall. So I, I think these guys, these players, they're going to be ready to play for him this week. And we'll talk about this game a little bit later. And I don't know if it's going to be as big of a spread as Vegas has it right now. Yeah. We've, and you mentioned Dan Campbell and his he loves caffeine. But I'm going to try to turn him to one something else. That's Magic Mind. So if you haven't experienced Magic Mind, small little vial. It's a little green. It's tasty. It's easy. You don't have to have, you know, your Starbucks grande cup and walk around with it all day just to see that crash of the caffeine. Mid-January campaign, if you've done dry January and you're looking still for that little extra zazz in you, try Magic Mind. You're going to get one month free on a subscription basis with our campaign. All you need to do is go to magicmind.com backslash Jan, J-A-N-W-S-T. Excuse me, forward slash Jan WST, and then enter the code WST20. That's going to complete your 20% off, which gets you to a 75% off. Excuse me. I mean, you can't go wrong. You're feeling good with January, January. Double down with Magic Mind. That's code is WST20, www.magicmind.com forward slash Jan WST. Pretty easy, straightforward. Hopefully, I gave you time to punch it in your browser and your phone. Buy some Magic Mind. God, what if what if Dan Campbell was on Magic Mind? He does like five five quad shot grandes a day. What if he just did five Magic Mind? Guaranteed Super Bowl. At this point, would it even affect him at this point? There's like so much <laughs> caffeine running through those veins. It's like there, there, there's I don't even know if there's any blood running through his caffeine stream right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, another coach I want to talk about. We had some big news out on the West Coast for you guys. 
that are listening. You know, I'm in LA, Ben's in Seattle, Matt's actually up in Canada, and Jim Harbaugh left University of Michigan. He will be the head coach for the Chargers. What would you guys think about that? I think it's safe to say that Jim Harbaugh couldn't get immunity at the University of Michigan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw, I can't, I don't, I don't know who to give credit for this, but you remember in Shawshank Redemption where he's got that fake poster over that hole that he breaks through the wall. And then at the very end, all the prison guards are kind of like looking through it. And whatnot. Yeah. That's like the NCAA investigating Jim Harbaugh here when it's all said and done. So I really do feel that he kind of dodged that bullet. It was kind of time for him to kind of get out, but I think he gave his team enough time, Michigan, where players couldn't transfer out. So he kind of, Help both sides. But the one thing, let, let's not kid ourselves. Jim Harbaugh is a winner as a coach. Mm-hmm. He did it at Stanford. Then he went to San Francisco, did it again. Then he went to Michigan and did it again. So this is great news if you're a Chargers fan. This is horrible news if you're an AFC West fan like I am. But, man, the AFC West, you got Andy Reid doing Andy Reid type things there like he does every year. Antonio Pierce, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton came there last year. This is a division, I think, on the uprise. I mean, a couple of years ago, we thought this could have been one of the best divisions. It's sadly disappointed. There's a chance that this could be a division on the rise based on the coaching here. And Chargers, they've basically been a team without a coach for the last few years. Talent is there. The coaching, not necessarily. If you run fast enough, you can run away from trouble. And I think you're right. I think Jim ran away from trouble. It reminded me of Pete Carroll USC fans, cover your ears. Remember, dominant, dominant, national champion, national championship. All of a sudden, he, I think he heard a little something what was going around on campus because he left for the NFL and then USC got put in probation. We might see the same thing for the University of Michigan. Cheat and win at all costs. I think that's what Jim Harbaugh said. That's that's what you got to do. And with Michigan looking internally at their next new hire, at their next hire, they're looking... I believe at their offensive coordinator, the same individual that filled in for him while he was suspended. Like that gives a little tip to the hat too. Like we don't want a new guy coming in, kind of rustling around on how we do things here at Michigan now. Jim Harbaugh, I he's I try to I try to draw parallels with him and like Coach K. Just kind of like this quirkiness. Like you're like I Rayman might be far, but it's still this like he does it his way, and he. You, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on in LA and Venice in khakis and like you know a long sleeve shirt in the middle of July. He's just that type of guy. I mean, but uh, hard nosed football, and that's what the Chargers need. That's what they've been lacking. You know, attention to detail and hard nosed football. Brendan Staley and Jim Harbaugh, two different coaches. I think we won't see the Chargers lose too many close games because of stupid mistakes or not being prepared. And I'm excited for it. It's always good when you live in the city like I do and you've got two good football teams to go out and watch games. So it will be fun. It will also be good for the AFC West, too. It'll be fun to see how he constructs this team and what Austin Eckler's role may or may not be. Austin Eckler doesn't typically fill that Jim Harbaugh-type running approach. All right, Maybe they go out and they draft a Blake Corum there out of Michigan. But remember, this is the same Jim Harbaugh that turned Toby Gerhardt into a <laughs> well, you it's, that between the tackles runner. Yeah, and and I think just to send Harbaugh off, I, I agree with you. It's like he's gonna want to do it his way. Like I don't see you, you don't sign a five year contract where it's a year over year thing. It's like, yo, we're giving you time to implement your system, find your guys, find your pieces. There's probably some understanding there. 
As one coach enters LA, another one leaves. Congratulations to Raheem Morris, who just became the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He was in LA as the DC, I believe, for the Rams, right? McVay's got to go find a new guy. But I, I saw that as a, it's interesting that they, the report is that they passed on Belichick. That was the only place he returned. And so for Raheem Morris, did they pass on him or did Belichick not want the job? Because Belichick was the first one that they interviewed, came back on a second interview on Arthur Blank's private jet. I feel like they're trying to change the narrative that they passed on Belichick. I think the storyline should be a congratulations to Rehonors. Well-deserved. Like the, that, that LA defense have been vaunted at times, and, and he definitely deserved the opportunity. So there's a lot of pieces in Atlanta. That's a team that's like, if they just figured it out, and no offense to the mustache, Matt, but you know the elderly mustache that was in Atlanta, that was just tough to watch at times with all those pieces, and he just couldn't figure out how to get Robinson going. So I'm excited for Mr. Morris. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, Arthur Smith, that's a poor man's mustache altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Basically a lip caterpillar. That's that's, that's a weak mustache, right? It, 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 it's not like what I got going on here. This thing keeps you warm 24-7, 365 days, built for the Canadian winters up here. No need for chapstick is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess. He probably wanted too much control. Yeah. What maybe Arthur uh, Blank wanted to give him there. And make no mistake, Raheem Mostert, or not Mostert here, <laughs> he's a guy that got that Rams team amped up before games. This is a guy that had his team ready to go. You mentioned that defense. That Rams defense was legit for a good portion of the season, even though they had all these rookies and all these miss jiff type pieces all put together i mean it wasn't a outside of aaron donald it wasn't exactly big time players that came to play there for the rams on that defense and let's give the nfl some credit here because there seems to be a bit of a changing of the guard and there's some big time diversity hires going on in the national football league i mean i think we have four big time coaches hired there uh, dave canals there with his uh i think he's Hispanic heritage there as well. So, I mean, big-time moves there for diversity in the National Football League all around, and it's great to see that going on here right now. But, yeah, I think I think Atlanta got it right. I think this is a guy that if they're – I think we've always talked about the Falcons being a quarterback away from being yeah. a decent team. Sorry, Heineke. Sorry, Desmond Ritter. Those were not the answers. Maybe it's a Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's even Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. But anything would be better than what they had there being – Hey, we'll give them to you for free. I mean, what I'm trying to say is Raiders fans will be happy to send Jimmy Garoppolo your way. But I think they got it right here. I think they got the right guy for this team at the right time, and that's the important part. Did any of these teams that recently hired miss, in your guys' opinion, not to not to judge before a coach before he gets a chance to be an HC because a lot of these guys are coordinators? But I'm looking at some moves, and it's not that I don't understand it. It's just different from what maybe I would have done. Well, I low-key like what Carolina did there with Dave Canales. This is a guy, maybe doesn't have that pedigree that we want in a head coach. He's probably the one guy that a lot of people question. A, Carolina wasn't going to get anybody else. They were not going to get the first choice of quarterbacks. That team has been a hot mess. No first-round pick. Ownership is interfering with just about everything out there. But the one thing that I do like, I love this move for Carolina and Bryce Young more than anything. Because Dave Canales, he reinvented Geno Smith in Seattle as a quarterback coach there. Then he went to Tampa Bay and got us talking about Baker Mayfield. He basically got 
Geno Smith, $30 million a year. Now we're <laughs> going to get Baker Mayfield $40 million this year. Someone's going to make a mistake and sign Baker Mayfield for $40 million or $35 million or something absolutely insane, which, by the way, buyer beware. Without Dave Canales, Baker Mayfield, I don't think he's going to be the same quarterback there. That being <laughs> said, now we get to come there, and this is what ownership needs. They're the team, they're the ones that wanted Bryce Young. We've heard the coaches maybe preferred C.J. Stroud. Well, they wanted Bryce Young. They need a guy to come in there and work with their young quarterback. And I think that's what Dave Canales does. Is he the long-term solution? Probably not. He's probably a bridge gap coach here more than anything. But he's the guy to hopefully right the ship when it comes to Bryce Young here and his NFL maturation. Yeah. if you, you Sometimes you hire a guy to fix your biggest problem. And their biggest problem was Bryce Young, their biggest asset and their biggest liability. I agree with you, Matt. Yeah. Hey, when my Seahawks still don't have a coach. Well, my sources are saying they like Mike Vrabel. What do you think about that? That's a potential hire. I would love Vrabel. Now, let me go back. Canales is probably the best looking coach that's been hired in the NFL, bar none. I, I think that's the narrative right there. So some somehow, some way. I want Mike Vrabel because he's probably the between maybe him and Dan Campbell. Like he's he's the guy that's closest to putting on the pads and actually going out there and playing and kicking ass. Like you know, we've seen Pete Carroll throw the ball around and oopsie, like Vrabel would get in, be, take the Mike linebacker's helmet, put it on and practice and say, watch, here's what I'm talking about. That's why I'd like Mike Vrabel. He'd be different, just different enough. But he's a, he's a defensive-minded guy. I don't know. Matt, what do you think? I, I think you'd be careful what you ask for. I think I think Vrabel might come as a package deal. His offensive coordinator from Tennessee is also looking for a job right now in mm-hmm. one Arthur Smith. Could he possibly bring Arthur Smith to be his offensive coordinator to Seattle if that's the job that he got? I mean, hey, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying be careful what you ask for. But I agree. Vrabel, I don't know why Tennessee did to let him go. There's something there that we are not privileged to that information behind closed doors because you don't let a coach like Mike Vrabel go, a a coach that players want to play for. I mean, he's we talk about Dan Campbell, Antonio Pierce. The NFL is different now. It is different. Before it was guys like Barry Switzer, Vince uh, Lombardi. I mean, uh, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, the coaching styles are very different. I mean, when you and I, when we strapped them on years and years ago, our coaches handled us a lot differently than youth coaches and high school coaches have to handle kids nowadays. And that is what we're seeing here with Dan Campbell, Antonio Pierce, Mike Vrabel, guys who have strapped on, played the game. They're treating these players like they would have liked to be treated, and the players are reacting in this day and age, in my opinion. Shane Waldron's out. You might have just pieced everything together for us, Matt. You're, I'm going to take that to my group of buddies and see what kind of feedback I get. But I, Waldron's out. Everyone, like, the, it, as Geno Smith went, so went the offense, obviously, within Seattle. And then as he regressed, to your point, kind of piecing all the coaches together there, Everyone got soured on Waldron because they just couldn't score in the, in the red zone. And Vrabel, okay, I guess I can digest that one. I, I Just no more Pete. I love you, but just no more Pete. I'm good with that. All right, should we get into this weekend's games? Yes, we should. All right, we're going to start with Kansas City going to Baltimore. Matt. Who do you like in this game? You know what? I, I cannot cheer for the Chiefs. It goes against everything I possibly could believe in. And first thing I want to say off, lay off a of Taylor Swift. She's having a good old time at the ball game, okay? 
I don't care what's going on and how many times they show her. She's having fun at the ball game. Leave her be. Let her do her thing. I guarantee you, I've seen a bu- there's a bunch of other buffoons out there doing who knows what, having a good time that nobody's talking about. But for me, I'm taking Ravens. This is a well-oiled machine. I think the opening odds are three and a half. I know people like that extra half point as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Now the Chiefs are playing this. Everybody's against us. All New England Patriots a few years back on those Super Bowl runs. Stop it. The Chiefs and the fan base are starting to act like the modern-day Patriots, and it's driving me up the wall. Boo! Freaking who here, okay? Look it off. This Ravens team, let's give them the credit that they are due. There's nobody that is pounding on teams above 500 the way that this Ravens team is doing. They're giving up about 17 points per game. They're scoring 32 points per game. How do you stop them? I mean, if there's a coach out there, Spags, Spags is a guy that can find a way to get the job done. I mean, he's a defensive genius out there. But you cannot account for Lamar Jackson, the NFL MVP, what he does on the field. And now, now you're telling me that he's going to get Mark Andrews back this week? Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews coming back, Isaiah Likely. It doesn't matter. You have to try and defend Lamar Jackson. And the problem is RPO type things, those run pass options, it's going to cause those linebackers to delay. And Justice Hill is good enough to pop off a big run. Gus Edwards always finds a way to the end zone. It's going to, this is a team that can win without throwing the ball. I mean, yeah, they've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. So they've got good enough weapons to possibly produce on this good Chiefs defense, but it all comes down to how do you defend Lamar Jackson? If you try to blitz him, which Texans did last week, 75% of the time, he still completed 13 of 18 passes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, let's sit back in coverage. Guess what? The highest pass rating against no blitz, Lamar Jackson at 105. Like, you pick your poison. You either let him pick you apart with throwing the ball, or you try and blitz him. Either way, if it's man coverage, he's going to turn and he's going to go, and there's not a thing that the Chiefs are going to be able to do about that. I don't know how a team, how you defend against this Ravens team the way they are playing right now. There's no team playing better football than the Ravens. And, I mean, only one person right now could stop this Brittany Mahomes, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Jason Kelsey, Jackson Mahomes, whatever. Do we really want this at the Super Bowl again? That's what you're going to kind of ask yourself. There's only one man capable of stopping all this, and it is Lamar Jackson. So I'm taking the Ravens. You know what? I would say that the Ravens continue to do what they've been doing all postseason, and this is pounding on good teams. I I got to take a look at my notes, but I know I've got it as a considerable victory here this week, like 31-17. I have the Ravens winning this game big time. Yeah. Okay, when? I'm with you. The Chiefs dynasty is over. Like, don't let last week fool you. The Bills dominated that game. They did whatever they wanted with the football. They're headed halftime. They're heading the third quarter. Josh Allen was running the ball. The Bills are running the ball. What do the Ravens do well? They run the ball. Josh Allen tries to run you over. Lamar Jackson can run by you. He's shifty. And the Chiefs D is ranked towards the bottom of the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. I think they're like the 27th or 28th. So I'm looking for the Ravens with Mark Andrews to do well and win this game. I know the NFL initially wanted Taylor Swift to do the Super Bowl. She said no, she wouldn't perform. The next best thing would be having her at the Super Bowl, but that's not happening either. 
I've got the Ravens winning this heavyweight fight. The dynasty is over, my friends. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And you're right in every respect. Like you absolutely are. The tinfoil hat people will say, I, if somehow the the Chiefs win, there's calls that go against the Ravens and somehow, you know, someone gets left off the plane and all these things. You're absolutely right. The, the Baltimore Ravens are the better team. And here's, in taking off, in, off this hat, the Ravens are going to win. And here's what I hope. Here's what I hope. And I, well, one, I hoped in, in, the Chiefs getting this far, my wife would actually lean into NFL a little bit more and like see t- that hasn't happened. She's she hasn't gone to the point where she can sit her butt on the couch and actually watch a game. Unfortunate, but if I'm the Ravens, I use this whole pan to swift camera pan to swift as like the ultimate motivator. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm like, I do not want one single pan to swift, I don't want Kelsey getting the ball once once i don't want him touching the ball i don't want any elation coming out i don't want to see other kelsey jason kelsey i don't want to see any kelsey's i just don't want to see that sweet like that that would be the motivation for me because i'm i'm as much as it, i i forget who jj watt talked about overexposure in athletes and travis kelsey and Mahomes are just overexposed like i'm tired of seeing them like i don't want i'm tired of seeing you just get off the screen i don't want your insurance and you're not going to win this game. Yeah, you look at the numbers here, and I don't see how a struggling offense like Kansas City, I think Mahomes has, what, 477 passing yards, three touchdowns in the two games that he's played. Going against his Ravens team, I mean, they just shut out the Texans in the second half. I would argue that C.J. Stroud has been playing better football this season than Patrick Mahomes has. So yeah, I agree. C.J. Stroud to make him look like a, well, rookie, then maybe they can do the same thing about Patrick Mahomes, who is dealing with some injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Isaiah Pacheco, he's been limited in practice this week. That's a huge loss for them. We know Rasheed Rice had that ankle injury there. So those injuries are going to be keys on how this Kansas City Chiefs offense can potentially attack the Baltimore Ravens. And on the other side, Marlon Humphrey, he's kind of been limited in practice too for the Baltimore Ravens. And that's a big one because he's kind of that guy that would be used on a guy like Travis Kelsey. Well, in all offenses, purses, it's who's who's it's who's healthiest wins, right? In, in the playoffs, sometimes, and we saw that with Buffalo, like they were depleted at linebacker, they didn't have three. Like Klein was out there limping around, and that impacted the game, like in a big way down the stretch. You just didn't have someone shadowing Mahomes the way you should. I think Baltimore is healthier. They're going to have a lot of weapons: Andrews and likely like Gus Bus and you know Hill. But also on the defense, you got Mike McDonald's positionless defense. Everyone can blitz and everyone can cover. And that secondary can cover. And that secondary is going to cover the Chiefs and they're going to blanket Kelsey. I'm with you. I don't even think it's going to be close. I got the Ravens by at least two touchdowns. All right. Moving in to the final game of the week. We've got Detroit Lions in San playing my San Francisco 49ers. We'll start with you, Big Ben. Oh, hey. You know how I feel about the Lions. I think they're America's team, and from what Matt just said, they're Canada's team, too. I'm just gonna, They're the closest to the border at this point. Canada's going to root with, for a team. They're going to root for the Motor City Lions. What do we call them? The Cats? Cardiac Cats. Cardiac Cats. It's a script that I think plays out, like Jared Goff. Going back to the Bay Area, winning a game against the Niners. 
you know, I think Amaron St. Brown still has that Pro Bowl snub type play going on. Laporta being getting back and healthy is going to be very important for the Lions. They just signed Zach Hertz to eventually promote him off the practice squad to play tight end for him this coming week. And their defensive line, if they can get, tell you what, they have Hutchinson. If Hutchinson can get to Purdy early in the game, just make him throw a little quicker than he wants to, make him uncomfortable, then I think that changed the narrative of the game. I know that's not a decisive, like, that's going to win him the game, but I'm saying that's going to dictate the game. I think Purdy, if he gets knocked down early, it wasn't a, a pretty win by the Niners by any any way, shape, or form. Niners were probably writing their own stories about how they lost again in the playoffs. But I I like the Lions. I'm gonna just go with my I'm gonna my pick I'm gonna pick with my heart and and probably half my gut on this one. The Lions win in a semi shootout. Debo coming back could change the whole whole landscape and picture for the Niners, but I still got the Lions. Give me a Mar is it Badgley, right? Bagley's kicking for the the Lions still? Yeah, Badgley. Give me a Badgley a Badgley field goal with Brock Purdy with his hands in his just over his over his over his helmet with George Kittle on one side and Christian McCaffrey on the other after they lose. All right. I don't like that outcome. That, that. <laughs> Tinfoil wearing conspiracy theorists out there, you know about the Super Bowl logo situation. Every year, the Super Bowl logo seems to tip, kind of give up, tip off who's going to be representing the Super Bowl for each conference. And right now, the Super Bowl colors happen to be purple and red, which would indicate the Ravens and the 49ers. Now, I got to put some numbers and some stuff into this whole thing. Jared Goff, he is seeking redemption, a chance to make up for that Super Bowl loss with the Rams, and then even that score for himself and Detroit Lions fans who basically had to clap with tongue-in-cheek there when Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Now, a little history, if I may. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. The last time that the Lions were NFL champions, the last time that they won a playoff road game was 66 years ago, back in 1957. Their <laughs> opponent, the San Francisco 49ers. The Lions are a team of destiny, but I'm not, not saying it either when we talk about this. Here is a list of quarterbacks to take two different franchises to the championship games this century. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Rhett Favre, Kurt Warner, and Jared Goff. That's it. That's the list right there, okay? I'm not going to say that he's elite like Joe Flacco, but I'm saying Jared Goff has the weapons to get this job done. Now, San Francisco, we can all agree, they are the better team right now. They're It's it's clear. They are the better team. they got the better record. They're hosting this game. they got better weapons on offense. they got a better defense, better secondary. Or do they? I mean, both these teams have given up big-time plays to the wide receiver position this season. So both these teams can be thrown on. The thing is, where is this production going to come from? We know Sam Laporta is going to do Sam Laporta-type things. He's a potential offensive rookie of the year, better than Travis Kelsey this year, arguably, in fantasy. You've got Amonra St. Brown, who is, in my opinion, an all-pro wide receiver, even though he didn't make the Pro Bowl, but he made the all-pro team because that's how the NFL likes to work. And then here's where it gets kind of funky. I do believe that even though for fantasy – the San Francisco 49ers gave up points or did not give up points to running backs, but you can still run on this team. 
because Jameer Gibbs is built different. He's like a Christian McCaffrey light type running back. So they've got their mm-hmm. own type version there, except they can run both their running backs on the field at the same time. You can split out Jameer Gibbs. You can run with David Montgomery in the backfield. You can go with a tackle eligible player and make sure he reports this time and hope for the best in that situation. <laughs> but the Detroit Lions can do so many different things. They don't have the George Kittle quite yet. You might, Laporte is what he is. But Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, these are elite weapons. And it feels like the Lions get disrespected because they don't have the sexy names, right? They're not. <laughs> it, it's, it's just the disrespect that comes with it. Man, I, I, I got to get on that. I'm still on that Dan Campbell diet of pure. <laughs> 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 For me, it comes down to death by a thousand paper cuts when it comes to Jared Goff and this offense because he loves to dink and dunk that ball down the field, but he'll also take shots when he feels that he's gotten you softened up. He'll take shots. Amonor St. Brown, he led the team in that, but Khalif Raymond, believe it or not, yeah. had the second most deep shot targets. This has been one of the more explosive offenses when given an opportunity to do so, and they hit like 52% on that explosive rate and like, I think 17.3 yards downfield when they do attack down there. So they do attack, but they kind of suck you in, and then they give it to you. And here's the guy. You want a super sexy sleeper here? How about Josh Reynolds operating out yeah. of the slot? San Francisco has given up the ninth most receiving yards from the slot this season. And that is where Josh Reynolds kind of comes in because no one's talking about him. No one's even mentioned his name as far as I'm concerned leading up to this contest, which is basically the way Detroit wants. No one wants to talk about us. Who cares? We're going to come in there, punch you in the mouth, and play some ball. Don't forget, Brock Purdy in the bad weather, he had two pick sixes that were dropped. I love Brock Purdy. I love Mr. Irrelevant. I love his story. I just love the Detroit Lions a little bit more because (laughs) – They're the underdog in this one, and I got this game, and it's close. And I remember, can you tell me what that score was in, I believe, the last time that they played? Was it 1991? No, they played before that. Anyway, the final score in that game was 24-23 for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm all about redemption. I want to give the Detroit Lions the win here. 24-23. Take off that tinfoil hat. Let's go. Taylor Swift, we have to have a big name there at the Super Bowl right, right now. We're going to have a big name not in came to the Super Bowl. How about Eminem coming to town? Yeah. And then, and then coming in there and basically crushing Usher and just taking over the halftime show himself. That would be incredible. So we got two picks for the Lions. I'll have to somewhat even this out. I'm going Niners. What I'm concerned about, though, is Debo Samuel. The Niners are 8-9 and nine without Debo. He makes that offense go. He's another component in the backfield and in space. We're probably not going to know if he's going to play right up until game time. There's going to be a little game, game and ship there. But that's not the reason I'm picking the Niners. The Lions are a great explosive team at home. They're a different team on the road. Someone once called them the house cats. They, they play well in the dome. They don't play well on the road. Jared Goff's interceptions are up on the road. His completions are down. His QB rating's down. I think the Niners are going to get after him. I think Dan Campbell's fast and loose offense is going to come to bite him. I got the Niners here winning with Debo playing and Brock Purdy taking that next step to the Super Bowl in year two. That, that wouldn't be fun. That just, just wouldn't be fun. What are you talking about? Rematch, it's going to be Niners versus Ravens, a rematch of the 2013 Beyonce Blackout Bowl from New Orleans when the lights went out, also known oh. as 
Harbaugh Bowl. Yeah, that, the Harbaugh that, that, Bowl. That whole Debo Samuel situation is interesting for me because you they are a different team with Debo in the lineup. They're a more explosive team with Debo in the lineup. I think he's going to be in the lineup, but I think he's going to be more of a decoy. Yeah, I agree. He's going to be. He's got that scapula injury there, something that he suffered earlier on this season. Apparently, it's not as severe. But one thing to think about, dating back to last season, George Kittle, he's played six games with Odebo Samuel in the lineup. In those six games, George Kittle is averaging 5.2 receptions, 90.6 yards per game, a touchdown on 7.3 targets per game. He's got a 26% target share, 25.7% targets per route run, 3.31 yards per route run, and over 20 fantasy points per game in those six contests. If I know that, Dan Campbell knows it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's there, but I mean, it's going to be interesting because this is one of those games where Kittle's probably, this is where they've got that advantage. Kittle on Barnes and Anzalone versus Laporta versus Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Fred Warner to give up three catches on six targets for 19 yards against Luke Musgrave and Tyler Kraft. They're different people altogether from what Sam Laporte is doing, but it makes it a little bit more interesting. But I really think this comes down to the Lions establishing the run. And to do so, Frank Ragnow has to be good to go. He had that knee injury. He had that ankle injury. He is what gets this Detroit Lions run game going. And he's going to have to be even better because Jonah Jackson had that MCL surgery here earlier in the week, and he's out. And the only way he's coming back is if the Lions make the Super Bowl. So that's something to keep an eye on there. Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead versus that middle interior line for the Detroit Lions. I think that's where this game could be won when it's all said and done. I, I want to go back to what you said about Gibbs. Because I, I agree. I think there's this maturation process that's taking place throughout the season. He's got more confidence in my, himself. He that The play where he effectively put his, his foot in the ground and said to an all-pro in Winfield, I'm just going to beat you to the end zone, and then I'm going to slow down and throw you like a, a pseudo-stiff arm. You know, just that, to me, just said the guys arrived. And that was a big play in the game for the Lions. Huge play for the Lions and just swaying or, or in terms of momentum. I think you have Montgomery, who you set the pace with. You kind of get the, you get your, you know, he's the type of guy that would be good in Big Ten football. You know, he'll, he'll give you four yards, three plays. That That's a first down, right? But Gibbs is a guy where if you wear him out, he's shifty. And he's going to be the guy that presents, yeah, we'll call, I'd like to call him McCaffrey Light. McCaffrey Light, but a difference maker, I think. This San Francisco 49ers team just gave up 108 yards or whatever it was on the ground to Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. a week ago. Like, th- this is a team that didn't really have an answer for that Green Bay offense. We're talking Romeo Dobbs. We're talking Christian Watts. Wick. We're talking, J- yeah, Dontavian Wicks. We're talking, like, Jaden Reed. Guys that aren't exactly a Monterey St. Brown here is what I'm trying to say. So I think Detroit's offense is better than what they saw with Green Bay, and we know that Detroit can run the ball better. I mean, they're literally the second-best team when it comes to running the ball, maybe behind the Baltimore Ravens. So it's going to be an interesting interesting game here. I really like it. I think it's going to be one of those games that it's going to be probably better than the Ravens-Chiefs game. It's going to be a lot closer. I think it's going to be a lot back and forth, which is weird because it's got the seven-and-a-half-point favorites right now in the 49ers as of, right, as of I think, this morning sometime. Last time I checked, it was odd. So. Matt, we're going to have to stop or, or – or or Kyle's not going to be able to sleep tonight. Like all these justification rationalizations on why, like he's like, oh, that's a valid point. You know, this this is all creeping into the Niners right now. Like, oh, shoot, Debo's kind of out. He might not be around. 
we're not very good without him. You know, there's this worry that's taking place. And I think the Lions are playing in somewhat with house money. No one expects them to go into San Francisco and win. You know, and Jared, Jared Goss, the type of guy where sometimes he looks like he's playing with house money. He, he, he's not prone to not take a shot. And I think he's the type of guy that's been in that, that game and that space where he has something to play for. He has the chip on his shoulder. And I, I, he would love it if he could look over at the sideline and just watch, walk away as the Niners lose in the Bay area, being a cow guy, being a number one draft pick, beating the number one draft pick, being Mr. Relevant saying, that's why I was the number one draft pick. And that's why you were Mr. Relevant. It's a legacy weekend. We're going to talk karma here. His doppelganger there, uh, Ryan Gosling or whatever his name is, basically, you know, said, hey, don't, I, I shouldn't be up for this Oscar. Margot Robbie and Greta, whatever. They, they should be the Oscar winners here for nomination. So, I mean, there's some good karma there going on. I know I know Gosling was a liability. And remember the Titans as a corner cover guy. But, I mean, Jared Goff, he's got control here uh, at quarterback this week. No, I, I think it will be a lot. There will be a lot of points. Like going back to your point, Matt, if you looked at the end of the season when the Niners played the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona ran all over the Cardinals. So all of a sudden there's a blueprint. If you want to beat the Niners or if you want to be in the game, you got to run the football. And I think the Lions will run the football. On the flip side of it, the Rams were able to move the ball against the Lions as were the Bucks. So I think both teams will score. We do need Debo. And Shanahan scheming up some things. I think it will be a close game, but that field goal, it's going to come the other way. It's going to be Einers kicking a field goal and Purdy taking his legacy step into the Super Bowl while Jared Goff is crying and wishing he was in Hollywood, not playing for the Rams, but acting with his buddy Gosling. Yeah, you mentioned that the last two games there. Mike Evans, big game there last week against this line secondary the week i think he had 147 yards receiving or something like that the week before was puka nakua's 181 performance so that means Brandon Ayuk should be in a good position this week to perform for the 49ers but despite both those big time games from those wide receivers it still ended in losses for those teams too so they're giving up plays they're giving up yards to that alpha wide receiver but they're still finding a way to win the game and we give credit to both these teams they're in the conference championship this week and they really could, this game could really go either way. I, I don't think there's that automatic favorite when you look at it. And I think the over, or sorry, the over under, I think set at 51 points. So Vegas is expecting some scoring in this game as opposed to that Chiefs Ravens contest. But I mean, seven and a half points is what we're talking about. I mean, it's a lot of points. Either, Ve- either we're all idiots or Vegas is just trying to bait us right now at that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, I, we're not idiots. They're baiting us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kwin. Unfortunately, you're you're. I don't know if the Niners are a friendly pick nationwide. I'm I'm sorry to say that. Like I I, I think I, there's. I don't care about the picks. I care about the outcome. So as long as you <laughs> were wrong, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's but... true. That's All right, true. Matt. We'll wrap up the show here. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can consume your content, find you online, listen to you, learn about how to win their fantasy football leagues and DSF, DFS drafts? Yeah, no, uh, you can check me out there over on the Vipers Network. We do things over there on YouTube. Every single week, we have our Viper cast with Major and Tara Roberts, who's one of the brilliant minds in uh, fantasy football. 
So we talk a lot about that. I give you some game previews, catch some videos over on Rotoballer. I'll drop my starts and sits each and every week, and I'm doing some weekly previews for these contests as well. Discords for both Rotoballer and Fantasy Points. If you got questions, I've got answers. I got lots of time on my hands right now. So get into those Discord channels, ask away, Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, uh, college football, it don't matter. I like to consider myself a jack of all trades, master of none. So if you're looking for an answer, <laughs> might not be the greatest, but it'll be an answer one way or the other. Amazing. We had a blast. Thank you for coming on the show. We got to do this again sometime. And all of you listeners out here, we broadcast each and every week, nofilter.net, caffeine TV, and YouTube. If you want to follow us, like us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads. That's at Big Ben, Kwin underscore, at Big Ben, Kwin underscore. Audio podcast, wherever you get your pod- podcast. Magic Mind, subscribe. January, make sure you go out and get it. And go Niners. Go Lions. Go, go Cats. Go on your Cats. Thanks, Matt. You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Great. We had fun. See yeah. ya.